MSW Media. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we are Frangela, and welcome to. I am really proud. I am really honored. He's a jackass. Stop it. Get off it, Donald. Hey, what happened? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. You blow it! You idiot! Idiot of the week! Week, 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 week! Thank you for joining us here on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and MSW Media. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for being a Patreon supporter. Thank you so very, very, very much. Uh, thank you for supporting this Black woman-owned podcast. We are so appreciative of you. And thank you all for anyone who orders a Cameo. And that is a specialized video from friends. You can go to Cameo.com and we can wish you a happy birthday or anniversary or anything. Please do. It's one of the many ways you can support this podcast. Another way is directly by sending us money. You can go to patreon.com and put in Frangela and you can help support this black woman owned business to die. We're having a show uh, November 12th in Portland. If you want to come, please, please, please. Do you know what we're doing? We are going to be doing a brand new comedy album. That's right. And you can always join us every Friday in the third hour of the Stephanie Miller show for the Black Power Hour. Fantastic. Where it gets blackity, black, black, black with the Stephanie Miller. And it's fabulous. This first story is from Donnie J. Man calls 911 after sister ends his wash cycle. Now, I understand. Let me tell you something. First of all, I understand. I understand. I understand, mister. Because that's some bullshit. It absolutely. um, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Okay. But it's hard to express the rage, the, the, the confusion. That one has when one goes to the washing machine and expects to see clothes stuck to the side, ready to be taken out and put into a dryer. And instead, we find a pool of water. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. Soup. A clothing soup, if you will. Clothing soup is is the one thing that I think that is going to trigger every one of us. Because I don't know if you've had somebody like take your clothes wet out of the before the cycle ends mm-hmm. and put them out and then put their mm-hmm. clothes in. I've had neighbors do shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah, it's 911 worthy. It's the kind of thing that on retrospect, now I haven't actually, I've had one bad laundry room interaction that didn't get physical, of course, where a woman told me that I was going to hell and I informed her I was an atheist and that really terrified her. <laughs> um, but she thought I was going to hell because she left her stuff in the dryer for like eight hours. And I even put a note. She reads it with me because I put a note with my name because I think it's obnoxious. You know, I don't want to be rude or shitty. I was like, look, I, I waited all day and you didn't take your stuff out, but of the dryer, it was done dry, mm-hmm. but she didn't want other people touching her clothes. I'm like, well, then you can't leave them down there all day. The thing about the laundry room is it is a conflict waiting to happen. It is. And I think and, 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 and the and the laundry room is also about how you were raised. Mm. You know? The laundry mm. room is about expectations. The laundry room is about communication. Okay? Because there are people who are like, don't fucking touch my shit. And it took me, it took mm-hmm. me a minute to understand that 
for those people don't touch their shit, right? I can't, you know what? I'm going to tell you, that's not a reasonable request. That is not a reasonable request. It is only a reasonable request if you set an alarm and get your shit out. You cannot just take over a machine for any length of time. I will give anyone, and in fact, I gave this bitch all day, but I will give anyone, I say a fair time is an hour. Right. And th- at that point, because it's hard for me to get, I'm not get a dryer, a washer and dryer cycle done in an hour. And if I get something out of the washing machine, it's not, let me tell you what you hear in the background is this dog, Belle. Belle is, pl- there are two other dogs here. She's not playing with either of them. She's playing with a piece of lint <laughs> that she has found and she's refusing. She is rolling around on the ground and growling and scratching. I just, and now Scotty's barking. They all acting crazy. The point is, the, the thing is, I will give you that period of time, right? Sort of like the general, anybody gets a grace period. You get a phone call, something happens, whatever. But after that, mm-hmm. either get your own washer and dryer mm-hmm. or you have to go get your shit out. You don't get to, you don't get to own that machine. You don't get to have that problem. It's like, we say this all the time with noise complaints. Like eat, we all wish we had a house and we don't have a house. But if you don't have a house, you gotta live, it, you gotta live, with a certain amount of discomfort of having people around, you have to share that space responsibly. Yeah, and I think that in terms of, you know, my laundry philosophy is we call, we have what we call in our building a laundry line, okay? So what happens is if so-and-so, we all know what everybody's different fucking laundry bag and system looks like, okay? You, if it's Sunday morning or what we tend to know is, so number nine does their laundry on a Sunday. Uh, Number 15 does it on a Monday night. You know, you begin to, when you're really truly living in a community, Mm -hmm. you will look for how you can be of service and work within that community. So you will look for that. that. I think that, that is not, the right way, the intentional way to well, live with people. I think so too, but here's the problem. Your building has how many apartments in it? It's under 20, right? Yeah, under 20, yeah. I lived in a building at 100. You know, like like you get to put, that doesn't work the same, you know, right, certain right, numbers, right, right, that right, kind right. of thing doesn't right. you work. Can't do that. So, you can't do that with 100 different units right but a lot of times people don't which is why it's happened to you in the past so my thing is then we sign we could make a schedule we could put up a board but what you do not have the right to do is overtake the machines now what that means is your clothes could be in there for a certain length of time after which time people have the right to remove them but that is never during a cycle no, never. The only gray area for me is really around the dryer, which is when somebody, you go in there and you feel they're closing there and they're not quite dry. Mm-hmm. That is where I have this like, because mm, I don't want to take them out because I input mine in because then if that person comes down, yeah, that would be have rude. to wait. Yeah. It's rude and they could get mildew and I don't want to yeah. do that. I also kind of want to put the co- more coins in, but I also, they may have things in there they don't want fully dry. Right. You know, there may be, uh, there's a laundry issue there. So you just sort of have to, what I have always done is leave a note and saying, it would be cool if you could let me know, knock on my door or something when you're done. But if not, I understand. I just want to let you know this wasn't dry. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. But not everybody's going to do that. But in this situation, what we, I think we're all, what we're both saying is it's complicated. It it's is about complicated. respect. It's, it's exactly. about communication. But what it's not about is threats in 911. <laughs> See how in neither of our examples should we say, do you make a threat? And also, this isn't a family. This yeah. is a brother and sister in the same residence. Well, let me tell you something. It was his third load of laundry. Now, I got to say something. There's an emotional <laughs> toll where a person is where, let me tell you something. Laundry is a journey, okay? It, for All some right? people, yes. It's a journey. It's a motherfucking journey, okay? You have people in your family who wash their clothes every night. I do they ain't never people. had no third load of laundry in their life. life. Not in their <laughs> life. Okay. My, my freaky ass brother and his wife and his children, I swear to God, these were people who came home this every so fucking wrong. day. Each That's and right. every one of them would do individually. A, a separate individual load of clothes with the clothes that just came off their bodies. I think that is freaky and wrong and un-American, plus it's bad for the environment. But those are people that if this were Salem, they would be burnt up. They'd be crispy, Francis. They'd be hanging because I'd be like, there's some witchery here. Who takes off their clothes every day and watches them? And not even all together, but some people who mean us all harm. But the devil is the devil, Francis. The devil come into our houses. That's how it comes into the Tide Pods. Well, it was his third load of laundry, okay? And the I woman don't think said, that that's a legal defense, Francis. <laughs> and the woman no. said she took it out because it was taking too long. Okay, 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 okay. That's okay, not okay. okay. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. So much me wrong stop. with that. Let me stop there. How many pairs of pants did she have left? Okay, these are again bad reportage because I do I agree with you. That's an important piece of information. It's not in here. I don't know. Maybe she didn't have no panties left. Maybe she had to go to work. Maybe she That's, had an, an interaction plan, you. an outing, thank you. an outing thank where her you. panties might may or may not have to be viewed by others. I don't know. What I do know is when you say takes too long, you can that's the washing machine. Right. And I that's not your brother can't he doesn't he's not Maytag, right? That's he right. can't make <laughs> the length of the cycle be longer. Sure. And and here's the thing, we don't know. Did she say ahead of time, look, I'm gonna have to wash some clothes at two, so don't be we don't know what I do. What we do know is that what the police did in this situation was absolutely right. What they did is they came there and they told them they had to work out the matter as adults since they were living in their grandmother's house. Well, first of all, the man, he was 27 years old and he said he wanted to pursue charges against his sister for touching his laundry. Okay? But this may come as a shock to people. That's a, that's not actually a crime. That's not. Apparently, <laughs> apparently that's not we have holes in our legal system because it should be keep your fucking hands off of my laundry. Get your laundry out the machine when okay. it's done. Okay, then he nobody got to touch it. Then he said, he said, he said they were both, but then they were told that they had to work it out. Because they're adults and they're brother and sister. And this is not, okay, here's the reason I this story resonated for me besides the obvious laundry issues. It's because I do feel like we are all, um, we're, we're beyond frayed. You know how like when a rope or perhaps we can stick with panties. Well, you have this pair of panties and maybe you like them. They don't go up your butt, they're comfortable, whatever, but they ratty. 
Okay, the elastic mm. is hanging out and coming off in, in little like like you know fur off a cat. You know, <laughs> like like um. Yeah, I, I don't panties. do underwear. I don't do underwear like that no more. I, you know, I what? know but I, some people do. Some people know? do. But my point is is that that. I what I understand what I feel is that we're all like that. Our we don't have nerves left. Mm. Everything seems reasonable and rational, and it feels okay to have to call the police over a laundry dispute with with a family member in your house. And it's not. And I also think there's something to ask ourselves about what age we are, where we're living, how we live, and how we do things. There's a whole bunch of things that work here. But what we all need is we all need a vacation. And I don't know how to get that um on the the biden agenda but i think every american needs a paid vacation I, I we just we agree. just really really need a relaxation reset because people are very tense they are they are they're very tense next up this is also from donnie j thank you so much florida man I, this is really this is really <laughs> i florida man gets nine-year-old to drive him home Kid almost drove three miles before being intercepted. So apparently, the incident occurred early on a Sunday. A man has been charged with one count of child neglect without great bodily harm. I guess that's the charge. During the interrogation, the man told cops that his decision was, quote unquote, a mistake. but didn't divulge further details or his motive behind his actions. Apparently, 22-year-old Alexander Berrios gave directions to a child and asked him to drive him home. So I guess what happened was, this is a quote, a witness spotted a car entering Oak Hill Road from a neighborhood around 8 a.m. Okay and suspected the driver was impaired due to the vehicle being all over the roadway. He cut off the car near the intersection and noticed a child was behind the wheel. Okay, I'd like to stop and talk about what being a witness is. Mm-hmm. This is not a witness. No. This is somebody who has inserted themselves into the situation. Yes. And and whether or not we all are glad that, that a child or a possibly impaired driver got stopped isn't the question here. As I mentioned just a moment ago, we're all afraid. And I think deciding, imbuing yourselves with the power of, say, Herschel Walker's fake sheriff's badge and saying that you are now, because the, this person could have gotten themselves hurt. This is, as it turns out, not an impaired driver, a driver who shouldn't be driving, a child who could probably barely see over the damn wheel like someone else and you know what i know it i know it it that it was gonna come to this you should have to recuse yourself from this story i i I, if you don't know this if you haven't heard this before francis has been pulled over i think more than once because the police officer thought she was a child driving okay it was two o'clock in the morning it was Jerry Minor and Horatio Sands drunk in the back seat of the car. And I had to move the car and drive. I had to drive somebody home, some, some, some. They were driving. They were drunk and yelling out directions. And it wasn't my car, okay? First of all, at that time when I she used to adult. drive. Well, I was. I was an adult. I was. I think I was Well in into 20s. adulthood. Well into adulthood. I was in my 20s, late 20s. And at the time when I drove, I would sit on a phone book. And, you know, they used to make phone books. They used to be real big, right? Yeah, and you can't even get that now. You can't even get that, that assistance no more. Can you imagine mm-hmm. I used to drive on a phone book? 
and I and I really wish that that they were still available because you didn't tell me till after years of letting you drive me places that you couldn't see over the you couldn't see over the wheel really and that you couldn't see at all when you were backing up. See that upset me as somebody who'd been in the car as a passenger. <laughs> That upset me. But you know, I don't know if you're waiting is... on a growth spurt. I don't know if your old ass thinks any minute now you about to grow. But can I disabuse you of that notion? Listen, 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 listen. What you don't understand is I like how people, how mathematicians, you don't understand the brilliance of me. How mathematicians <laughs> the use the brilliance of me. How mathematicians use imaginary num- numbers. I use imaginary space. Okay. Okay. <laughs> these, they, these are real cars, though. <laughs> With two tons of real metal. I That's just all right. That's all right. I'm, I'm computing what should happen. Yes. No, I'm, go, I'm using. I, there, I know. I am using Euclidean Sonar? math. What are you going? I'm using Euclidean are math using and geometry to not fuck up a car. Okay. And I'm not giving okay, no see, credit. I'm just saying you need to recuse yourself because I think your sympathies may lie. <laughs> you may have Here's some sympathies here for the child. You know what? The cars are made for people over uh, under a certain height. Okay. okay? <laughs> well, I mean, Let's just, just get back to the story. Let's just I'm get just back to the story. This, but this is the thing. This is the thing about this. When the way this story is really not written well, because when you read this, what you think is okay. The, the, he this witness uh, stops this car, sees that there's a child driving, calls the police. That's not actually what happened here. This witness stopped the car and only the child was in the car. Yes. Because in fact, it took some time to realize that this Berrios, Alexander Berrios, was the person who had this, who had asked the child to drive because Alexander had already been dropped off. Child so, got him home. That's right. And the child was driving him back himself back home from driving himself home. Where Alexander, which I go, you know what? First of all. Talk about trauma, okay? You talk about Frey. Yeah. The fact that this child who didn't know this man. Well, we not, this is the problem. We don't may know. or may not have known him. Right. But but here he is. He's in a car. He's seven miles away from where he lives. Yep. He has driven seven miles one way and is halfway back to his home driving erratically at at eight o'clock in the morning all over the road thank you thank you and here's the thing they don't make it clear who they keep referring to the child as the child but then this man was one of the things he was charged with was child neglect which makes it sound like he has some sort of relationship um, familial or some sort of guardianship kind of caring relationship for this child because i don't know if you can can you charge uh, maybe you can maybe you can charge just anybody with child neglect if there's a child involved i don't know but what i know is that they don't make it clear who this child is how this person knew this child how they got this kid to get, drive them home but what they do make clear is that alexander okay let me posit this francis mm. he said it was a mistake he said it was a mistake when confronted with his actions he went you know what y'all let me back up Touché. that was a mistake i was trying to be responsible because i was not in the shape to drive i'm yeah. gonna be honest i'm always in the shape to drive and could i have chosen another way home or to stay where i was or perhaps a taller child or a more skilled <laughs> child? <laughs> i don't know or maybe a child who knew how to drive or an adult who looked like a child i don't know the point is People, I think it's time that we ask ourselves, what are we going to do with Florida? Yeah. 
designation. I don't know. Because clearly there's some, we, I don't know what to do except take away everybody's driver's license and start over. We'll be right back after these messages. You voted. I did. You protested. Again. You postcarded. So many Sundays. You posted on social media. Got some likes. And you're still reeling from all the terrible news. Yeah, but what else can I do? I'm Kelly. I'm Lila. And we're going to help you figure that out. Each week, we'll interview people on the front lines of political action about the things they actually did to take action. What got them started, who helped them along the way, and what they do differently if they had it to do all over again. And in the process, we'll give you concrete advice about how to take the leap from freaking out on Twitter to making a difference. Follow What Can I Do wherever you listen to podcasts or tune in on whatcanidopodcast.com. Welcome back. Next up, this is from Salvatore A. <laughs> I, I, I love this story. Greensburg man accused of using hammer to damage cars. Now, right now you're saying, Frangela, what, I mean, that's stupid, yeah, but idiot of the week, stupid? Wait for mm. it, wait for it. A Greensburg man is in jail and facing even more criminal charges after the police say Troy Konexi, maybe, uh, yeah. smashed, cars, yeah, smashed cars with a claw hammer and then allegedly threatened neighbors with a knife, all because police say his neighbors didn't come to his party. Uh, the police uh, chief, Sean Denning, said he bought them some alcohol just to show them he was a good guy. When no one showed up, he began drinking himself and decided to go outside in the street with a claw hammer and smash out all of their windows. <laughs> oh my God. In the video, you can see the suspect waving a knife as he shouts, I told you all to come and party or die. Now, should we let's pause? Should we let's pause? pause. Let's, let's pause. pause for a minute. Let's I don't want to sound too Emily Post, Miss Manners, uppity uppity. But Francis, you 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 are a devotee, a fond. You have a fondness for the uh prop propriety. You know, I do. The, the 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 sort of how we govern ourselves in impolite society. Yes, I do. What, what, what does um propriety? What does sort of a custom, <laughs> socially acceptable behavior say about any invitation that goes, "Come to my party or die"? Well, how does that hit you? Okay, first of all, did these people RSVP? Yes or no? <laughs> Again, not in the article. Okay, because but I am guessing because... that that there were paper in that there was. You know what I'm saying? I'm guessing that this okay, wasn't. Because, because um, all I'm asking, all I'm saying is, is that first of all, we have to just allow the hostess to have her feelings, <laughs> because you know, if you say bought, you know, lump crab for fifteen, and you know, right. ten show up, that's a very expensive purchase. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. I think we're talking about Pabst. <laughs> Or whatever the store brand of of Costco beer is, but but apparently, um, uh, one of the victims came outside with a hockey stick to try to stop this man from causing more damage. He had a knife in his hand, as I said, and this is an interesting detail. He was apparently wearing a jester hat, <laughs> and said, 
quote, it's a quote, you guys didn't come to my party. I want you to die. Now, I want to okay. tell you something. I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. And you know why I love him? Is because, is because he, there is no more mask. There is no more mask. He is Going back out to here. our first story. That's right. He is out here in this world and he wants you to know exactly how your behavior affects him. And I say that this is a person who is in alignment with their feelings. Okay. He's, and he's, here's the problem. This is not how we get to process. We don't get to process our feelings through causing you know, damage or threatening other people. Oh. And here's the thing. This is their neighbor. I have a feeling that this behavior didn't start with mm-hmm. this party. And I have a feeling that if we do the, who started this, who started what, how do we get to a place when I buy free booze, which in this day and age is enough to get a lot of people to anything. When I, why is it that nobody came to the party? What, let's ask us, what was this party? What was the celebration for, Francis? Do you know what it was for? Because no, I'll tell you, let me, let me, let me hit y'all to what the party was for. What? And this is going to help go a long way, I think, to understanding what, what's the problem here is. Uh, the police were arresting the suspect for the smashing spree. They said he got upset with his neighbors for not showing up to a birthday party for his brother. Yeah. Who he claimed was Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. This is, by the way, not Christmas. Also, also, okay. So, so let me tell you something. What we all know is people have come to these this free alcohol party before. Okay. Have they? They have. And let me tell you something that got weird as fuck. What they decided was the free booze. You can't go to the same board. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not, not worth it. It's not worth it. I know what you're saying is we're sitting up in here. All we're doing is watching Bachelor in Paradise. Why not go get, but it's not worth it. And it's not even Christmas. If you're going to tell me your brother's Jesus Christ and it's his birthday party, I need it to at least be Christmas. Don't be saying in September, it's your brother Jesus's birthday. It's not your brother Jesus's birthday. Also, your brother is not Jesus. Also, when you when you're in, I'm going to tell you something. I can guarantee an almost I can guarantee I think a zero participation rate in any invitation that has or die in it. Come to this or die. People are going to be like, you know what? Um, I they're just not going to respond, right? They they what what that says to me is that you you don't have a good grasp on proportions. You know what no. I'm saying? Uh, what is a proportion? Because wanting people to die, instead of, and all I'm saying is, maybe this is a really good teachable moment. It's a learning opportunity where you can sit down and say, hey, hey, uh, what's his name again? Because um, was this the Kazizi or was that the last one? Mm. Um, hey, you know, um, why is it that, and maybe you could even ask, um, Ask the neighbors, and when you know when things calm down, be like, "Hey, you remember that that Jesus is my brother, Jesus birthday I had tried to have the other day, and then uh, you know there was I got a little crazy and smashed up the cars. Why, 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 why didn't none of y'all come to my party? <clears throat> I think maybe people might go, well, we think that you're insane and dangerous. You're right, 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 <laughs> and and maybe we could do some self work. Mm, we'll see, we'll see. I mean, I'm just saying. We'll see. I don't know, Angela. Maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe, maybe the people needed some snacks. Maybe that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Next up, this is from Kamala H. Catholic Bishop who quit church for satanic love. That's quote unquote, satanic love. 
is selling pink semen now. There's a whole. I'm bunch gonna need to. I'm gonna. Need, I'm gonna need to hear that to the again. Story. Catholic okay. bishop who quit church for satanic in quote love is selling pig semen now. Yes, former Catholic bishop Xavier Novell, who resigned from the church in August, is now working at a company that produces pig semen. Who cares? I think that that is the, the and understand the pig semen is in it really is the least interesting and least relevant part of the story it really is um um but i get why it's a good headline why they put it in there to attract but but it was actually didn't need that because this situation this man was at one point was considered one of the Catholic Church's rising stars, which is in and of itself an odd phrase. But in 2010, he had become Spain's youngest bishop when he was ordained at the age of 41, thus introducing the concept of maybe that's not a good age to be a bishop. Maybe maybe you're not ready for bishopry at 41. So this person, this person even suggested this article, even spoke to the Pope, right? Yep. In terms of this whole why he ended up leaving the church okay but what he left the church why why did he quit the church what is the satanic love because that is that is perplexing right he 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 got into a relationship with a writer who writes rebellious romance okay he became smitten with a 38-year-old uh, Sylvia Cabal Cabal. Uh, she's a divorced writer of satanic erotic fiction. I think the intro putting in divorced is hilarious. Yes. It's like, no, it's not the satanic fiction. That's that's one thing, but she's divorced. And I know, I know. The couple have not granted any interviews since announcing their rebellious romance. And it is unknown whether or not they've moved in together. Cabal has published several books, including, I need to read this, The Hell of Gabriel's Lust, and a trilogy, and a called, trilogy. called Amnesia. The novels explore themes. Which, a trilogy? I know. There's three of them. Called Amnesia? C clearly you remembered something. Totally. The novels explore themes of madness, lust, sadism, God, and Satan. The risque writer's publisher describes her as, quote, a dynamic and transgressive, transgressive author who turns upside down our ideas of morality and ethics. They, let me tell you something about the Catholic Church. They just mad they got dumped. They just yeah, mad. They salty. This story, because really the story is, I guess, if you're going to do a story at all, it's just this Catholic bishop who was a rising star, whatever, leaving the church to date, which at which kind of suggests that you because that's like that's like the first no, no, yeah. no. Right. Like you priest, you can't date. Right. I, I whether or not what this person does, the fact that they're divorced. <laughs> you know and then on top of it that i mean like you were gonna let him be a priest and be in a relationship if she wasn't divorced and didn't write satanic fiction like mm. i don't know <laughs> like that was none of that was gonna be none of that but it does feel like look we're going to drag you any opportunity we can we got people in the press we're gonna we're gonna get this yep. story up so people know 
what you're doing because the company sells pig semen who cares i don't like i'm not even sure it has nothing to do with her books i have no idea how we got the job maybe he was a scientist i don't know or care the the catholic church is literally saying he's now sleeping with satan and and masturbating pigs it's like what because i'm gonna tell you something the Catholic Church is the worst ex-wife you can fucking have. People think that it's certain women. No, it's the fucking Catholic Church. They want to sit there and blame. And you know what I mean? And, you know, and look at your new relationship. It's, it's hilarious. I'm trying to figure out how, how they think they get to judge anyone. Let's review. Okay, so first up, we had the man who called 911 on his sister because she ended his washing cycle too soon. We had the Florida man who gets the nine-year-old to drive him home. Then we have the man who invited everybody to in his neighborhood to his party or he wanted them dead and they didn't come. Or the Catholic bishop who quit the church for satanic love selling pig semen now. I gotta go with the Greensburg man accused of using the camera to damage cars because if, you know what, Angela? What? There was a time in this country. There was a time. There was a time in this country where it's my party and I can cry if I want to. Was it the most that you were gonna have as a reaction to, you know, That's right. That's a party? Right. People don't have to come to your party. You can't go crazy, okay? That's not how it works. It's not how it works. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. Thank you for listening to Idiot of the Week. Week, 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 week. Ah.